I believe a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for 200 plus years, and we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots can have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. This is Rick, your host, and I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. Join us now for the Blessed Teach Show, and let's see what God is doing today. Here we are on Friday, July 7th um, for Word and Worship. This one is titled, I and the Father are One. We're in John 10. So if you want to follow along, go to your Bible. Uh, we're in John 10, the second half of that. We went out of the first half of it last week. If you want to go back uh, to see what Gus and I taught then. Gus is at a wedding this weekend, so probably less than 50-50 chance he's being able to sneak in, but he might sneak in for a while. But we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be going solo tonight. And we're going to be digging into a beautiful scripture um, uh, on I and the Father are one. It's actually why the Jews decided to stone him. So this is, this is why, why would the Jews want to stone Jesus? And, uh, well, uh, it kind of wraps up a lot of questions, too. Uh, um, false teachings about who Jesus really said he was. Uh, did Jesus say he was God or not? All those type of things are clearly stated here if you study John 10. And um, we have now gone through, uh, at the end of this uh, episode, we'll have gone through all of chapters 1 all the way through 10. So if you want to go back to all the previous Friday nights, you can find the other teachings where we're going through the book of John. If you have a suggestion of the next book we go through, let us know. We'll be done with this probably in, I know, a couple months. So, But we're going to each Friday dig in real deep. At the end of this, we will actually do a little bit of Q&A or just uh, people will be able to share um, but again, we try to really dig into the Word on everything, including making sure our hearts are right and that we're here to worship. So worshiping the Lord God Almighty is a big part of what we do here is that if you have a worshiping heart, we believe you're going to learn better and apply it better as you uh, dig into God's Word. And then we do praise and prayers on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, so let me lift this up right now um, and, and uh, just uh, thank you for taking the time to really dig into God's word. That's what God's asking us to do right now. Dig into his word, worship him, spend time with him. So this is something I just say, just put everything away for the next 90 minutes or so and just focus on worshiping him, praising him, and then also learning and discussing a little bit about what is in John 10, right? So Heavenly Father, we just lift this time to you. 
We dedicate this time completely to you. You are the potter. We are the clay. And Lord, we teach us what you need us to teach us right now um, in out of John 10. Um, allow us our hearts to be just full of worship as we play this beautiful worship and praise videos. Um, Lord, may they just bring us closer to you. And may your presence reside here as we learn your word and spend time with you, Lord. Thank you. We say these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So I see Linda from Florida is in the house uh, on Facebook. So I know we're live on Facebook. We've got a bunch of people watching on Rumble as well and backstage. We've got a good crowd. So appreciate you all being here as we dig in to this. We're going to start with a couple of praise songs. Again, I just love to get the presence of the Lord here and just praise him to start out with this. So let's get into just that. Um, and that is Here I Am to Worship. It's a beautiful song that just focuses us correctly, right? Talking about the light of the world. You step down into darkness. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That was John 8, 12. We just studied that a couple weeks ago. Right, here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. This is also out of the book of John that we're studying right now. Um, later, we'll get into this where Thomas, the doubting Thomas, they call him the doubting Thomas because he would not believe them until he saw Jesus himself, right? And he saw the wounds in his hands and his side, and he goes, my Lord and my God, called Jesus God, and Jesus did not, not to correct him. So again, this is God in flesh, Jesus, <laughs> right? You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy. Revelations 4.11 says, worthy are you, O Lord our, and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and were created and then it says i love this part i love i never know how much it costs to see my sin up on that cross remember all your sins nailed on that cross everything uh, so for even the son of man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many Jesus gave his life as a ransom for you. And your sins are upon that cross. So let's just sing and worship to Here I Am to Worship. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore. Hope of a life spent with you. And here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together.
Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. John 20, 28. Worthy are you, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. Revelation 4, 11. song um, I see Chris from uh, Ark of Grace as well as um, as well as Gus are here so after this song we'll we'll bring them on and talk a little bit about John 10 um, this song talks about how great is our God there is none like you O Lord who are great and your name is great in might Jeremiah 10 6 this song also discusses the beginning and the end pointing to Revelations 21.6, where it says, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. We also talk about the lion and the lamb here in this song. Revelation 5.5 talks about, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered. He's going to be the, the, the great judge coming down of the lion of Judah. But he's also the Lamb of God, as uh, as in John one thirty six, as John the Baptist was looking, he says, and look, he looked and and Jesus, and he walked by and said, "Behold, the Lamb of God." And then it talks about the name above all names. My favorite thing when I pray, right, is that this, is we're not only praying in Jesus' name. This is the name above all names. The blood he shed for us as well, by that power and authority of his blood in his name. You've probably heard me say that many times. Um, but this comes right out of Philippians 2 9 where it says therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name let's worship this name let's just talk about how great is our God the splendor of a king clothed in majesty all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide. It trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great!
couple awesome worship worship songs there. And I wanted to welcome uh, Chris and um, praise the Lord and uh, Gus here. How are you guys doing? Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> awesome to see you. We're live here, and it's just so wonderful. I know you guys are a busy weekend with the with the wedding, so I appreciate you guys taking a little bit of time out with us. Uh, it's beautiful. We're gonna be Thank digging. You. We're gonna, Thank you. Yeah, we're gonna be digging into John ten. We already prayed. We've already worshipped to a few songs, so we're just gonna dig in a little bit. So I'll read parts of John ten here, and then ask for your guys' comments on on it on it a little bit. So. Uh, we're at the second half of John 10 where we're talking about I and the Father are one. This is what uh, earned Jesus um, the statements where the, the Jews picked up stones to throw at him. Why did he do that? Let's dig into seeing what happened here. So it says, I and the Father are one. And so this starts with, at the time the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem, I'm going to take a pause right there because the Feast of Dedication is only mentioned pretty one much once in the Bible, and that is here, here in John. So I'll just kind of talk about that a little bit. There's a beautiful article here that I'll put in the show notes. If you guys just go to blessedteach.com and go to the show notes, you'll always get everything I ever show you on the show, all the links. Um, but the Feast of Dedication was also called the Feast of the Maccabees. It was an eight-day winter festival celebrating the Jews in the month of December. So you'll see in a second as Jesus is teaching this, it was winter, right? So because that, you know, you think about this, and this is also links in with Hanukkah. All right, so you'll see why it links in with Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was walking the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. It had a top in the colonnade of Solomon at Jesus' time. And so in the winter, it got cold, right? So they would go into more of an enclosed place. Um, and so that's where te Jesus was teaching. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this back to Chris and, and Gus here in a second. But I wanted to kind of get through just making sure everybody understood that this, uh, that this whole time we even talked about when we were going over Daniel 11, right? That this this evil evil Seleucid king was, was literally saying no more Judaism you you guys worship Greek gods and nothing else is an Antiochus um, Epiphanes right was the guy that he profaned the Jewish temple and forced the Jews to abandon their sacrifices and adopt pagan rituals it was a terrible time right this Seleucid king that did this that we just studied back in, in Daniel eight. Uh, but this is where they used this to light the menorah in the temple. They only had enough oil for one day, but it lasted eight days. That comes back down to the Hanukkah. That's the reason the Hanukkah lasts eight days when they do that. Now that became a more, more, lot more prominent, in, um, especially in, in, in the United States and Western cultures where they celebrated Christmas and they started saying, well, we don't want to do Christmas, so we want to do something else. And Hanukkah became a bigger holiday probably than what is even back here in Jesus' time. But that's what the Feast of Dedication is. It's basically Hanukkah. It is when, you know, basically celebrating when they rededicated the temple after they got rid of this evil, evil king, Seleucid Epiphanes, right? And um, this kind of goes gets a lot more detailed if you want to get in a little more detail. But Hanukkah or the Feast of Dedication, it's not one of the festivals instituted by God through Moses as part of the law. So it's not one of the seven major feasts, right? But I just wanted to kind of get everybody up to speed of what that is. But again, it's celebrated as Hanukkah, pretty pretty important for, for, for some people. But we can also celebrate this because this is God's people and God did a miracle here. And uh, we can uh, celebrate this as well. That is the feast of, uh, the, of, of the dedication. 
So that's the time when Jesus is teaching, just to give you some ideas. It's a little cold in the winter. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness to me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never punish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. Woo, and that's really what this is all about. I and the father are one. We're gonna see the Jews reactions, but I wanted to take a breath, see if uh, Gus or Chris had anything to say about that. I got a few things. You got anything, brother? Oh, well, what's hit me, Rick, is Hanukkah. The significance that I see of this is, is the feast and the dedication of the temple. I got the goosebumps while I'm saying this, mm -hmm. but Jesus is the temple. Mm -hmm. You no longer need the temple building because Jesus and we are the temple. He's the chief cornerstone, and he's about to set that cornerstone and what he's about to do. And then everyone that comes to to the Father through Christ now becomes a living stone in this temple not made with hands. We are the mm -hmm. temple of God. Whether we gather together, seven is the number of rests. It's the number of completion. It's I often think of it as the Holy Spirit. You know, when your six becomes a seven, your six being the carnal man, that second birth we learned about back in John three. Uh, where he's asking Nicodemus, is a man must be born of the water. I liken that to born of the water uh, two ways. One, born of the water of your mother's womb, because every person has been born into this earth through their mother, even Jesus. Uh, and then born of the spirit, born from above, of course, that would be the seven, this uh, second birth. Now, eight is the number of, if I'm not mistaken, you can look it up, I think it's new beginnings. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus starts this new temple, it's a whole new, it's new beginnings. It's a whole new, it, all those things are like a foreshadowing of what was to come in Christ. So I think that's pretty exciting that the Lord had the Maccabees go through that revolt and do all that they did just to establish that. So before Christ came, he does everything in order. So it's it's exciting yeah here's my uh, I just kind of have a notepad and talks about all the numbers of God right and uh, mm -hmm. you just talked about seven completion divine perfection eight new beginnings eight people in Noah's Ark eight month is Rosh Hashanah and uh, here's even a more detailed one I had copied that said in the Bible the number seven signifies completion and divine perfection this is because God was finally able to complete his entire creation universe in the seventh day genesis 2 23 reads and we i'm not going to read that but then the number eight in the holy scripture stands for new beginnings rebirth and resurrection the number glorifies the sacrificial decision christ jesus made to take away the sins he made his decision on the hebrew day of nisan 10 and four days later he was crucified only to be resurrected on nisan 17 exactly on the eighth day after he dedicated to sacrifice himself eight people were also resurrected besides jesus also let's not forget that there were eight survivors in the story of noah's ark which also symbolizes resurrection thought that was kind of <laughs> so that was kind of a, a kind of a confirmation of exactly what gus just taught there
Yeah, because it's like if you go and oh, Rick, where is it? It's in Galatians. Uh, we were just looking at, we are stewards of the mysteries of God now. Mm-hmm. It's like all these little hidden things you wouldn't necessarily see. And it's it's not on our own account that we discover these things. It's, it's nuggets from the Holy Spirit showing us these things and all the little connections and everything, which to me is exciting because God talking to us to talk through us to hopefully excite somebody out there about the word and how it's so divine you know everything about and this is the religious spirit uh chris you see this probably a lot where the jews gathered around him and said to him how long are you going to keep us in suspense if you are the christ tell us plainly right and jesus basically said i already told you and you don't believe (laughs) it's kind of interesting there where you see uh and I think you see this a lot where the religious spirit can just get in the way, right, of people hearing. And so you've just seen throughout the first nine and a half chapters or ten and a half chapters, I guess, that we you know, nine and a half chapters that we've already gone through, is the Jews are trying to trap him, trying to do everything, trying to counteract what he's saying. And he's saying, he says, I told you and you do not believe the works that I do in my father's name bear witness about me. That's interesting as well. I got a nugget there. Did you have anything there, brother? You want to share? Uh, I going to Israel mm-hmm. and see the, the wailing wall mm-hmm. and the men in the he. I, I saw a troop of men. Long, and it's like uh, 50 or 50, 40 or 50 men in the circle and praising the Lord. Yes. The, the Jewish people know, I don't yes, <laughs> the Father. And he's praising him, but Jesus saying, yeah, you already, you said it. <laughs> Jesus already knows and said it to the people, Amen. the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And I leave all the rural too. Jesus mm-hmm. is, he already sold all the people. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm the Messiah. I am Amen. the Messiah. Amen. Current then is current now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. He's point. living mm-hmm. now. <laughs> people, what? What? You can't hear him. You can't see him. But through the Holy Spirit, he is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We. I don't know. It's the in us he could fill us with the holy spirit of jesus amen and that was Rick, cool. i know i reiterate this point a lot but can you pull up um revelation 19 13. okay and i'll do 19 13 i'll do that in the the kjv uh it's in regard to the fact that he said that uh, I am come in my father's name. I, the works that I did, 
Can you flip back to that and read that one more time? Um, you're talking about here? Yeah, so he said, I told you, and you do not believe, like Chris says, that's true then, true now, uh, the works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. And that's what we've been talking about all along. Uh, Amos 3, 7, surely the Lord God does nothing without professing it first through his servants, the prophets. He says a thing, then it happens, and that's when we know it's him through prophecy. That's why it's one of the fivefold things, the steps of the fivefold ministry. But this is significant. In that Revelation 19, 13, he tells us his name. You can go back there. He says, and he was, and this is the book of, not the book of Revelations, like so many people think. It's a book of the revelation of Jesus Christ and who he is. Mm-hmm. And he's clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Mm. Yes. So it's like he's saying, now you go back and read that again, it puts a whole new meaning, deeper meaning to it, like the works in his name. It's all the prophecies in the Old Testament. He's saying, the works that I do in my Father's name, the works that I do in the Word of God, you know, that was spoken before bear witness about me that's why we say if they only knew if you know he said to them you you think in you search the scriptures and in them you think you have eternal life and those are the scriptures written about me jesus (laughs) you know exactly he's the messiah so uh it reminds me also of uh is just just when we started teaching this the very first verse that we started on right was john 1 1 (laughs) <laughs> in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then you go to verse 14, and you see, and the Word became flesh. All right, so Jesus became flesh. So he is the Word mm. of God. So that is very, and he dwelled among us, and we have seen the glory. Glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. What a beautiful truth that is. I love that, Gus. Amen. Mm. And there it is in that uh, I and my Father are one. Yeah. Spirit and Word are one. Yeah. And so Jesus answered, so so he said, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. And that all goes back to everything we studied last week where we Mm -hmm. showed I am the good shepherd. Where he says, you know, he is, he's the door. He's the only door to get into the way, right? He's the good shepherd. So we just read Psalm 23, the beautiful thing showing how Jesus leads us to green pastures, right? Um, but, but the only those yes. people who listen, and so the people who aren't listening nor aren't learning, and my sheep hear his voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now this is interesting. This always brings up predestination because that's a, I think it's an important concept um, that we have free choice, but we also God chooses us to allow yes. us to believe. So both of those are true, and it's one of the mysteries, right? Is both of those are true. So even though he knows he gives us free choice, but he also, we really can't accept him, accept Jesus unless God's opened up our heart to it. He's given us a new heart and new yes. flesh, as you talk about. I love, yeah. <laughs> I love your verse in 27. Mm-hmm. He said, follow me, mm-hmm. and he, you're saying it to Jesus. so jesus says follow me he did it with the disciples mm-hmm. and all people too mm-hmm. but people are saying 
And Peter, think, I think, said, where? Where? And yeah. he said what? And he talks about, where am I going to follow you? Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of the scripture with Peter. As Peter or, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry, I was the, I was messing with text, oh, text here. So, it's a scripture about um, where I'm going. You cannot come. Of course, he was talking to the, yes. he was talking to the Pharisees about yeah, that. Yeah. They couldn't come because they didn't believe, basically. So they weren't going to come there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like. I know they they say where is he going? I know it was one one part of that, right? That they say right after that, <laughs> and uh, ESV gateway. This is one way I find verses that uh, that uh, maybe now that Psalm for I think I think it's actually in John. I just yeah, I did too. Yeah, but anyway, it's surely it's really easy when. The Lord has said this when you know the Holy Spirit of Jesus, mm -hmm. you know why um, with every breath of his life in us, in our body, mm -hmm. I mean, meaning, wow, it's amazing. The Holy Spirit in our body. Mm -hmm through the breath of Asua. I mean, you follow him with this. Mm -hmm. Your brain, our minds, our bodies, um, say, do this, this, this. Mm -hmm. Through, he's saying it to us. Amen. Through his breath of Asua, Jesus. Yes, and we've learned too, was it last week, previous, that he's the door. He's the way. Mm -hmm. He's the way to the Father. But at that point, don't think of him just only as a person 2,000 years ago. Think about the word that from the beginning all the way through. That's why it's so important for people to get into the word, because once you get in the word and start studying these things with an open heart, the father shows you more and more of these mysteries and it locks in your faith. Your faith just he's he's the author and finisher of our faith. Who is Amen. the word of God is mm -hmm. the author and finisher of our faith. The more you spend time with him, the more your faith grows, the more you, you see it, the reality of it all. He's the only way to the father. Every other way is a thief and a robber. Amen. You can't make them up in your mind because God doesn't know, you know, he doesn't know you and you don't know him. Knowing him is him in you, you know, him inside. Amen. You. Yes. And we were just talking about that. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, I am. And so, so back, back here to um, my, the, the, and that was beautiful. Chris is talking about how if you're following him, you're listening to him as he breathes the breath of the Holy Spirit inside you, you will be able to understand exactly what he wants you to do day by day. Just go to him every day. He will make your path straight. Uh, just follow him, right? And I and it says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will stitch them out of my hand. This is why there's a lot of people that talk about you can lose your salvation. I don't believe that at all. I think scripture is very clear. 
It's about seven or eight scriptures that clearly teach us, and there's a couple that people use to say, no, you can lose your, your salvation. It's a good study. I do a whole, whole study that I've taught on that to new believers. But this is another one of those scriptures that clearly show that once you're saved, no matter what you do, stupid things you do in the future, sorry, you're, the devil can't snatch him out of your hands. That's Jesus. Nothing can do it. My Father has given them to me. Is greater than all. And no one, not even yourself, is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. So that's a that's a, that's this whole assurance of salvation. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. I would concur. And the other scripture that's hitting me though is the only sin, he, all the sins that he'll, he'll forgive everything essentially, except for blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Right. Right. Uh, which I think you can't be snatched out of his hands because he's always right there waiting for you, but. Uh, I think you literally have to know Christ and just blaspheme the Holy Ghost not, and say, no, I don't want it. I don't want your kingdom. I don't want salvation or whatever. And but who in the right mind is going to do that? I believe you're right. And maybe one person really don't, he didn't follow Jesus. He said, I believe and right. I'm gonna do it. But maybe he don't he really not do what he told to do by the father. Yeah, and I think what you're going into there is that some people say they're think they're saved, maybe even say they're saved, but they never were. And they leave the faith, right? That that uh, that can be, be very well. And I did. I think the context of blasphemy in the Holy Spirit is is about uh, non-believers, and it's it's clearly people that didn't believe when they're blaspheming, and that's going to make it to where they, uh, as they as they are continuing to say that to everybody else, that God's going to say, okay, I'm hardening your heart, you're not coming to me anymore. Um, but it is an interesting thought. That's why I love about this. This is why God tells us to study the scriptures and think for ourselves. Let us reason together, yeah. he says in Isaiah 118, right? Let us reason together. So don't just take for what uh, Chris and Gus and I are saying. Read it for yourself and figure out, is there assurance of salvation? Yeah. Um, I think this scripture is clearly saying that once you're saved and you're in Jesus' hands, sorry, you're staying. <laughs> you're going to heaven. <laughs> you may not have any crowns. You may not have any jewelry when you're there, but you're gonna. But you're gonna be saved. <laughs> but go ahead. Well, the, the devil. Before we're saved, we're we're really disillusioned. We're deceived by Satan. He presents things as a good thing and without knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. But once you're saved, you've got that knowledge. You, you're, you know, you've got the Holy Spirit in you. You believe in the Lord. What's what's the like if any I would always think that anybody is presented with good and evil clearly the options you're gonna I think a human being is always gonna choose the good over the evil but it's through deception they get them you know they get you through sin and then you think you're trapped and the devil lies to you but he'll forgive any sin so you you know you might have you might have killed somebody in your past in a fit of rage or something you think oh I can't never be saved He's going to forgive you mm. if you confess your sins before him. Yeah. Amen. Take whatever punishment in this world you may have to take, but you'll have salvation, you know? So it's like with the deception gone 
and the Holy Spirit in you to guide you into all truth, nothing can snatch you out of his hands. Yeah, it gives you internal life and you will never perish. You'll never be snatched out of his hands. So no matter what you've done, make sure you've accepted him as your savior. And the next part we're gonna get in, we're gonna sing a few songs first. He says, I and the Father are one. We'll see them picking up stones next, right? And we'll talk about why in a bit. But let's dig into this next song. This is a beautiful song about surrounded. As some people call this, Fight My Battles. I know this is one of Dave's favorite songs. So I'm sure Dave will be singing, be dancing here in a second. This is how I fight my battles. So my weapons are praise and thanksgiving. It only says it one time in this this song. I told you that. that I still love how Kurt, uh, how, how our... Uh, music pastor in the past used to just play this over and over again, Kent Henry, right? Um, because I just love this part. But um, but anyway, it, it, it's most portrayed in 2 Chronicles 20 where you literally see the, the praise band going before the army. He pointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army. They had their shofars, they had their music instruments, they're sitting there playing as they're going into battle. This huge army up on a hill. They're disadvantaged because they're in the low ground. They're disadvantaged in so many ways. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men who had come against Judah. So they were routed. They all helped destroy one another. So as we praise and worship, it's a weapon and it confuses the enemy and they fight each other because the Lord is fighting on our behalf. How beautiful is that? And this song also talks about, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. So when it looks like you're surrounded and, and all these horrible things are happening, you can do what Elisha did. He prayed to the Lord and opened up the servant's eyes. He says, do not be afraid, says Elisha, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Elisha prayed, the servant's eyes were opened up, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. If you're having problems, pray and just know those horses, chariots and fire all around that surrounds you. There's a table that you prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. This cabal right now is trying to take us down. But you know what? God's prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's Psalm 23, 5. And you see, it's your body and your blood you shed for me. The very reason we do communion. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it. This is my body which is given for you. This cup is the new covenant of my blood which is shed for you. Wow, let's celebrate the surrounding man.
weapons are praising Thanksgiving. Overcomes the world, except the one who believes. Calling on your name is how I fight. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Chariots of horses and fire. Thanksgiving. going to get back into what happened after Jesus said, I and the Father are one. And we'll see here, the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. 
Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you going to stone me? And the Jews answered mm-hmm. him, It is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy. Because mm-hmm. you, being a man, making yourself God. So oh. Jesus answers that up. But any thoughts on that, huh. Chris or, or uh, Gus? Anything, brother? Uh, hello? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus says, really, I'm the father, right? <laughs> Me and a father are one mm-hmm. meaning what he is jesus and the father mm-hmm. so i some things about the stones the stones sheets are doing to jesus mm-hmm. it's uh things happening now in church oh yeah we when we come and accept Jesus and follow him we're in the Holy Spirit and in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and many people stop in the hate and don't follow to the throne of God. Mm-hmm. Good. I think me too sometimes. All the people, but some people don't ever, never talk to talk to the throne. Mm-hmm. He stopped and used stones to hit people or things in order to say he's bad bad <laughs> yeah it's he's we throw stones uh, we throw stones at a lot of people <laughs> yeah it's um troubling charging him 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 he's dividing the flock dividing the body stones in the tate he's already in the kingdom he could get so much power coming to the phone after not using stones to the people mm-hmm. yeah you know what what's so exciting to me gus and, and chris is and those of you who may not know i think every most everybody knows it falls this channel but some of you may not that that Chris had a brain injury what several years ago has it been two years now and uh, three, yes. uh, three years now three years and uh, and just I just think that uh, he lost all his speech and now he's literally explaining things and talk about scripture he's always he has a, a good scriptural background from before he was hurt and to be able to hear him actually um, explain things now is just so beautiful Chris and thank you so much for for doing that and just being able to communicate so much better every single month I, I, I hear from him he just gets more and more um, understandable and it's just so good Chris so I just wanted to say thank you that was the first thing thank you Rick <laughs> yeah and all the people too are praying now me yeah I know many people prayed for healing to my body and soul and 
the Lord is, I believe, doing it to me through the prayers of the people. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for praying for him. And and I and I think I've told many people this too is that I've seen a vision of me on stage with Amanda and Chris, with Chris speaking in perfect English. So <laughs> it's coming. Yes. I can see it coming right now. In stadiums, right? Yeah. In stadiums. Well, uh, that's kind of a separate vision. This one was just a. St this was a stage. I didn't really see the crowd in this one, so I'm not sure where. Um, but you know? but what's go exciting? Ahead. No, no. Go ahead. You have a thought. No, no, you finished your thought. I was just, I didn't want to, I got a thought I want to Yeah, well, well, this is just the fact that this is what we have to be careful of. Is the, the Lord clearly says in other scriptures to take the speck out of, the, the log out of your own eye before you take the speck out of somebody else's. Don't throw stones at them. Don't stone throw, don't throw stones when you're in a glass house, right? If you don't want stones being thrown at you, don't throw stones at others. But what's the biggest takeaway from this to me is that they literally thought the the very Messiah that they've been waiting for and praying about, memorizing scripture for, and, and literally dedicating their entire lives toward is there, and they literally want to kill him versus recognize him. It's just so sad to me to see that the people that knew the scripture the most, the people that dedicated their life the most, went into full-time ministry, are the ones who missed it. And I think we're seeing that today too, where a lot of these people are full-time ministers. They're leading sleeping churches. They're teaching wrong things about the Holy Spirit. They're the wrong things about the prophets. They're throwing stones at everybody that doesn't teach the way they do as evangelicals that will not accept the miraculous. It's really a scary time right now, but it, I think it parallels mm -hmm. to today. Uh, Gus, go ahead. I was just gonna reiterate another point about Jesus. He said, Think not that I've come into the world to judge the world. Mm -hmm. This is the word. Uh, but that I come into the world, that the world through me might have everlasting life, mm -hmm. be saved. Mm -hmm. That is the word. The word didn't come in to judge us. It came so that through the word, it's our shield and buckler. Uh, we'd have everlasting life. Other scriptures say Jesus came to judge, but you know, we got to fall in with Ephesians 6, where it says we wrestle not with flesh and blood but with principalities and powers he came to judge those demons those spirits those fallen entities that have been trying to rule this world over us and deceive us he came to judge them and when he's speaking to the sadducees the pharisees and all that and he's speaking harshly like that he's speaking to those spirits in them they're not seeing it because the proof is in the pudding when he hung on the cross about regarding the very people that nailed him there he said father forgive them Mm. for they know not what they do he mm. knew it was the demons the spirits the entities that were mm. and that's what we're called to do is to work with him in him through him him and us i and we and him and he and the father taking down these evil spirits calling them down praying Amen. them down yes not Amen. sitting here judging people in in the flesh because of their personality or whatever it doesn't think about it it does it does nothing but divide and if it's not, if they're not sitting there telling you to worship Baal or Moloch or whatever, and they're naming Jesus Christ and they're speaking for Christ, you know, a lot of a lot of the judgments have been regard to prophecy. And if it's not, uh, who's to say what people see in the spirit? Chris and I talked about this today. Actually, remember we we're talking about yeah. John the Revelator. You know, he saw these things flying through the air and looked like bugs or whatever. I'm just paraphrasing here, but. 
Maybe they're helicopters, but them back then would say, hey, he's a false prophet. We never seen anything. It's like, it's their perception of what they're seeing. They're trying to express it the best way they can. Mm -hmm. So anyway, didn't mean to belabor the point, but I think it's important that we stay mm -hmm. united in Christ. And if somebody's doing something you don't like, I mean, if it's detrimental to their salvation, you feel like that, then you might want to say something to them. But if it's not, then just, you know, yeah and leave it and not it's only not only prophecy but traction sometimes mm -hmm. people don't believe this some people don't do this and as uh, so, a this doctrine yeah doctrine. and yeah. it's fight such and stones come out and yeah <laughs> The stones come out because they because you believe doctrine just a little bit differently, right? And, yeah. that, and that is one reason why I try to keep everybody focused on the right God, the right Jesus, and the right gospel, right? And all the other stuff can kind of fall to the side. And but uh, but if there are false teachings about the true God or, or the true Jesus, that, that's a salvation issue, right? But uh, that's a good dividing line. And hey, but one one thing that's interesting about this is you look at this as you get into this, you see. Um, Jesus used a debating technique. It's really interesting. <laughs> you can learn this if you're a debater, right? He knows that they memorize scripture, right? And they actually know exact words in the scripture and they believe in the inherently reliability of the scripture, right? Uh, so that's just one of my arguments in the reliability of the Bible too. Jesus and, his, and the Pharisees and Sadducees all had a very high view of scripture. So here's this debating technique. They're going to basically kill him for basically saying he, he's God, right? It says, Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I say you are gods. And he's literally quoting right here um, from, I think it's uh, Psalm 2.9. It's right here. Here it is. So, so it's, a whole, it's a whole psalm in uh, Psalm 82, 82.9 here, or 7, 82.7, 6 and 7. It says, I say you are gods of the Most High. All of you, nevertheless, like men, shall die and fall like any prince. So he's not calling him a true God. He's basically saying, basically, because you're a judge, because this all talks about being a judge, right? So you're acting as as a God on earth, right? As a representative of God, right? So, but the, but the, but the actual quote is, you are God's son of the most high as judges. Does that make sense? Even though you're going to die, mm -hmm. you're not a real God. But he's using that term. And so, uh, you know, his logic is, if uh, they call you gods when you're judges, right? You know, why can't I call myself God when I am, am really the, the Messiah? And so that's kind of the debating technique he's using here. It's not written in your law. I said you are gods. If he called them gods, the judges, to whom the word of God came and the scriptures cannot be broken. Look at that. That's knowing your enemy, right? They're knowing it. He knows that they believe in scripture. They're just completely rejecting him incorrectly, right? Do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If I'm not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. And that one, one just personal story I'll let you know. When I read this, when I was a newly, uh, I guess, for reading the Bible for the first time as a non-believer, thinking I was a good person, that I was going to get to heaven because I just was a good person. And, uh, and I read about, oh my goodness, 
Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. Then I realized I wasn't going to go to heaven by being a good person, right? In fact, I was not a good person when it came to the perfect standard of the Lord. I couldn't go to heaven, right? And so, unless you have a Savior. But this this really had an effect on me because as I was reading through all the New Testament, all these miracles and miracles and miracles and miracles. And when I hit this thing that said, um, if if but if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand the Father's in me and I am in the Father. And this kind of hit me. Wow, I'm reading something that's true here. I'm reading something that's amazing. His works show the glory of God. It's just amazing. Like no, no blind man had ever been healed before that have born from birth and all of a sudden he does it. And everybody's going, this must be the son of God. Anyway, this is kind of a kind of a, a story yeah, for mine. Any any thoughts on um, his his debating technique? <laughs> uh, well, that's that's really the only fulcrum between them and them is the truth. That's what we have is the truth is use the scriptures to uh, to show people to so. Uh, Hopefully that's what that's the mechanism that God's given us. I mean, His Word, so that we know Him, so that we can find our way back to Him is through His Word. Anybody thinks they're going to get there some other way, like you said, through works or or whatever? They're sadly mistaken. Yeah. So the Scripture says to cast down every vain imagination that would exalt itself against His knowledge. His knowledge is His Word. So mm -hmm. if you're sitting here dreaming, of course, if you're if you're making up a God in your own mind. He's probably going to do everything that you want. <laughs> He's going to be, uh, you know, everything's going to be okay. Like, it's okay. I can do this or I can do that. That's why you have the word to, you know, what's the saying? It's written in stone. You know, mm -hmm. it's a reference to the Ten Commandments, you know. Yeah, it's written in stone. That's a good point. Right. So, so, so cool how many of those statements uh, that are come from the Bible, right? Like the scapegoat. Yeah. There's so many things that come right from biblical that we use today in language. But again, they didn't listen. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. We see that a lot where they were going to arrest him. They're going to stone him, but he, but it's not his time yet, right? So that that none of that happened. And then You know, Rick, I don't know why I'm thinking this right now, but I think I want to say it just in case someone else sees this too. You know, Luther, the Lutheran church was basically out of the big state church, right? The Catholic, the Romans or whatever. And it, before Luther, it was you needed a big height, one of these, one of them to define the word for you, to read it to you. And I think the behind the Lutheran movement was basically no. You need a relationship with that word on your own. You can read the Bible yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, they fought that tooth and nail against him because they were losing power. You know, when Jesus is saying, no, you know, it's, he's taking away power. That's why they want to stone him. That's why they want to get rid of him so they can stay in good power point. and authority. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, and it's not about really wanting to get close to God or really hearing from God as much as it is um, their their status and sitting at the right tables yeah. and all that type of yes. stuff, right? And it's the spirits in them that are trying to gain, just much yeah. like today. And you know, we're tearing down these spirits and strongholds, these principalities yes. and powers. The same ones were there trying to hold on to right then. Yes. Jesus came to tear them down. Now through him, we can tear them all down. And this theme is funny. Uh, going to John here now, we, you, Ollie, and me too, 
went to Sean 3. 3. Yeah. And Jesus said to the trees, and the trees really knows too about what he's doing now. Mm. But Jesus is sustaining him about the Holy Spirit, really. Mm -hmm. Amen. Saying, you don't know the you're a leader of the church and you don't know these things right? yes yeah. nicodemus what? to nicodemus yeah born then getting born again oh wow it's amazing You're right why is the holy spirit doing it mm -hmm. with jesus too but my um, i'm saying this because i know the priest the what um Pharisees, the the right yeah the, the, you're talking about the pharisees and the sadducees and nicodemus yes yeah. And, um yeah so he knows the law and is good it's a the word mm -hmm. he know it and like the men in the Temple mm -hmm. is praising the Lord. Yes, it's good thing. Mm -hmm. But Jesus is saying, you need the Holy Spirit. Yes, for the law. Yeah, you need the Holy Spirit to unlock the mysteries in the Word, the deeper meaning into the Word. It's not because the Old Testament really was the law, and then you could sacrifice the lamb, which was a picture pointing to Jesus year annually whatever so it was a matter of works the new testament is getting the holy spirit it's a matter of faith it's the law through faith not works mm -hmm. trusting this christ is our salvation amen. amen what's interesting this ends with he went away again across the jordan to the place where john had been baptizing at first and there he remained and many came to him and they said john did not sign but everything i mean didn't uh, did, did no sign john did no sign but everything that john said about this man was true and many believed in him there so even though you have this religious spirits and the most the, the leaders of the day trying to arrest him and stone him um, you have many people coming to to believe and John pointed them to him anything on 40 through 42 Gus or Chris about this what he just read here he went away again across the Jordan mm. to the place where John was baptizing at the first and there he, he remained and they were basically saying John did no sign but everything that John said about him was true um, obviously, the, big, the biggest significance. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think what oh, I'm wow. saying there is just exactly, it's a parallel to Christ saying, you search the scriptures and in them you think you have everlasting life and those are the scriptures about me. Yes. So John was declaring those scriptures and they're true. So it's that, and it goes back to Amos 3, 7. Surely God does nothing before, without first uh, telling us it through his servants the prophets so that we know you know it's that 
it could actually, like Q says, future proves past. And I'll throw Q in there. <laughs> and that's really what prophecy is, right? Yeah. So, so beautiful scriptures here that basically um, just show that the, the, the very Messiah himself is on earth trying to teach and the religious leaders completely reject him. But those that are listening and uh, not judging, not throwing stones, uh, come to understand who he really is. And I really have an yes. open learning heart. So let's have an open learning heart. Let's uh, we can, a lot, often we can do that by just uh, worshiping him. We'll discuss this first. And if you have questions, type in your questions in Rumble or Facebook, or we can talk about them real quick um, for on, on backstage as well. But in the meantime, let's just lift him up and get our hearts right. Um, mm. Because he's worthy of it all. You know, he's the one. Go ahead, Gus. Well, I don't know. I can wait till after I had a final thought, but we'll have go a ahead, time. Go so. ahead. Go ahead. And I'll just rewind this. Um, well, you know, we're created in his image. And I think I've spoken this before, at least backstage. But it's what's coming in my spirit now. Is we're created in, in his image. So if you think about it, uh, when we talk our words, put your hand in front of your mouth and you will see that your spirit comes out with your words. Mm -hmm. Much like Father God is a spirit. And when he speaks, things happen. When he says, let there be light, his spirit, his word comes forth, breaks forth from his womb, so to speak, spiritually. And, things happen you know mm. it's word yes and spirit are one uh i think amanda i've heard her say this before that you can have the right word but the wrong spirit mm -hmm. but when you've got the spirit of truth which the holy spirit's referred to as too and the spirit and the word are one and confirm each other you know so this mm -hmm. must but this very Messiah that came and died for us, he is worthy of it all. Um, he certainly is. And that's what we're going to just sing to you yeah. right now. It's a beautiful he song. Here. Yes. Yes. The first verse that we emphasize in this song says all the... Well, why don't you read this, Gus? Okay. Uh, first verse is all the saints and angels... They right. bow before your throne. All the elders cast down their crowns mm. before the Lamb of God and sing. Mm. Reminds us of Revelation 4.10. The four and twenty elders fall down before mm. him that sat on the throne and worship him that lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. Mm. Straight out of the word there we're gonna sing that tonight and then the second verse here we want to highlight is for from you are all things mm. and to you are all things mm. revelation 4 11 says you are worthy O lord to receive glory and honor and power for you have created all things everything we see with our naked wow. everything we hear everything seen and unseen <laughs> You have made all things, and for your pleasure they were, and they are, and were created. And the third verse is, day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Mm. So our prayers, our praises, mm. let it arise to them like a sweet aroma. So Malachi, or some say Malachi, 1.11 <laughs> says, 
For from the rising of the sun, even to its setting, my name will be great among the nations and in every place incense is going to be offered to my name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy of it all, folks. Let's give it to him. Yes. Thank you. know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Psalm 
still and know that I am God. through most of the hour and a half here just wanted to um, open it up for a little bit if anybody had a question or a thought or something how this scripture moved you um, something that would edify the body you guys uh, kind of open this up just a little bit for a few minutes if anybody has any thoughts I see Gamma saying here and we are the one as he is one with God purpose says Gamma's in on uh, rumble rants um, be uh, there's a lot of other comments on um, Facebook as well. Appreciate you guys talking. I don't see any questions there though. So backstagers, does anybody like to share anything about what they've learned today or what are any thoughts or questions? Otherwise, we'll jump into one more song and, and wrap her up. Or, any, or Gus, uh, Gus or Chris, any other, any other thoughts that you have before we close down? Last words on tonight, brother. Um, Feel now, I can't. I'm almost done. <laughs> yeah. The Lord is blessing us so much, and the mm -hmm. worship of Him is 
Oh Lord, thank you to the power yes. in your souls and our bodies. Mm -hmm. Yes. Indeed. I love it. I love Oh my God, I can't say it no better. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll get into one more song here in a second, but as we just wrap up, uh, you know, remember this is all about I and the Father are one. They wanted to storm to death, but that is what we hope in. It's that's so cool that he came to save us. He gave us salvation. He is the door. He's the one to worship. He's the one that's worthy of it all. We just sang about it. He surrounds us when we think we're surrounded. He's great. We have, mm. We're here to Amen. worship him. And all I can say is that we just have to continue to ask him to open the eyes of our heart. If so we find it, if we wrap this up tonight, it says, uh, yeah having the eyes of your hearts enlightened this is ephesians 1 18 that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you he's called us each to a calling and your hearts are enlightened that's what it's about so let's end tonight by talking about him enlightening our heart and to see him high and lifted up shining in the light of his glory Right, Matthew, um, Isaiah 57, 15 says, For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. Just think about that. He inhabits eternity. Oh. <laughs> Matthew 7, 2 says, And he, Jesus, was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light. There he was in his, you know, being high and lifted up, shining in the light of his glory. It's also the song talks about pour out your power and love and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might ephesians 1 19 and anyone who does not love does not know god because god is love according to 1 john 4 8 and then this song talks about as we sing holy 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 see that in the old testament in isaiah where it says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And then the New Testament, the end of the New Testament, says the same thing. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Let's sing. We want to see things for the way they really are. Open our eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. Lift it up, let me hear you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see. I want to see. I mean, the eyes of your heart are lighted.
wanted to give any um maybe 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 gus you could just uh, maybe close down some prayer i mean last thoughts and close us down in some prayer if you don't mind i think we still have you on 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 uh mute now gus yeah i was muted mm-hmm. <laughs> i was just sitting here praying as we're saying that last song and i just can't help but think that someone here tonight amongst the many platforms that we're, we're playing and singing and worshiping to the Lord. Uh, I, I feel like the Lord manifests himself somewhere. Someone was healed, had a prayer answered, had was touched by the Holy Spirit, something mm. out there. We just praise the Lord for that. Thank we you. Praise the Lord. Yes. And uh, we would ask that if such a thing happened, to just get on with us one of these nights and share your testimony. Because yes. we're saved. We're saved by the blood of the Lamb, mm. by His sacrifice. Thank you, because He was sacrificed before the foundations of the world. Meaning, it was in God's plan. He knew how all this was going to play out. Mm. And Jesus Christ did come down and sacrifice Himself for us to set us free mm. from the bondage to Satan and his lies and deceptions. So that he can't miss. It's the helmet of salvation, right? We're saved by grace, not by our works. So we have nothing to boast about. It's God's gift to us because he wants to make this family, this body, this army to fight and pull down these spiritual entities. Now we're not fighting each other. We're fighting these entities, the spirit beings. Mm -hmm. 
and rooting them off this planet because this is our garden of Eden. Yes. We're going back to it. Yeah, man. So we just nothing praise. evil could touch this temple. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So we just praise the Lord. God, praise His holy name tonight. He's holy, holy, holy. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everyone, for for joining with yes. us and celebrating the Lord. Yeah, Chris. Any last thoughts mm. before we wrap up? <laughs> um, no, I'm kind of filled, man. I'm. Really, you love, you love worship music. I was gonna say I'd love to have you on praise and prayer once in a while, Chris, because you just uh, you just you get to see you're just uh, full of the Holy Spirit, and you just love to praise. You're like me. I just love worship music. Mm. I think most of the people listening now love worship music. I see Linda saying, "I wish they'd do this at our church," <laughs> and I think she's yeah. I think she's really talking about making sure the music is more part of uh, our learning and our praising and worshiping. Uh, experience so we just really love you guys we invite you to come backstage go to blessedteach.com bless with the number two teach.com and uh, that's where you will um, be able to see the backstage tab and that's when you would come backstage I also invite you to the neighborhood neighborhood.social is the Facebook replacement for Christian patriots or Christian impactors people that really want to not be isolated you shouldn't be isolated at this point in time the best place to get connected is to go to neighborhood.social and there's all kinds of groups there where we meet on Zoom outside of times that we meet on backstage. So you kind of have two great tools there. Come backstage with us. It used to be $17.76 a month. Now we do a pay forward model like the Chosen, right? And so you can come back completely free. Just go to the backstage tab and you get all the benefits it talks about on that page. Blessedteach.com. Blessed with number two teach.com. Visit there. That's where you try to sign up for show notes. That's where you'll go to backstage. That's where you'll get a link to the neighborhood.social, which is a Facebook replacement. You can also take training there for some of our online courses. I think you really enjoy it. Make sure you visit there and we uh, welcome you. I will also be doing a word and worship on the end times going over Daniel 12 on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. CST. We'll do the same format where we get a worship to this beautiful video, some music videos, as well as teach on Daniel 12. Join us Sunday if you don't have a good church home right now. God bless you guys. Or you can watch, many people watch and praise after after church all right the the recording so that's a that's a, something you can do as well but we love you all for the the backstage wouldn't all mind unmuting and saying goodbye shalom shalom love you all Shalom. Love you. Love you. Love you. Shalom, shalom. <laughs> Look at you guys. God bless, Chris. It's wonderful to see you, Chris. Yeah. God oh, bless you. you. <laughs> all right. God bless. So to you, all the people here. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And girls. Yeah.